Hey everybody, it's me, Tyrell, with the Let's Heal Podcast, and today I will be talking about emotional immaturity. Um, So stay right there, and we will be right back. So again, welcome to the Let's Heal Podcast. I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in to the Let's Heal uh, podcast. I am Tyrell, and today we will, we will be talking about emotional immaturity. Um, I, I decided to talk about emotional immaturity because I have decided to um, kind of put my feelers out to start, you know, trying to date and trying to get to know people again. And uh, just based on my experience from from dating, I've I've noticed that a lot of people suffer from emotional immaturity. And the reason why I say that is because there was a point in my life where, you know, uh, I was emotionally immature. Like I didn't understand what was going on. I didn't understand how to express my emotions or how to be in touch or make my emotions more available. And just like anything in life, like there's a maturity period, like there's things and, and as things mature, they are supposed to get better. They are supposed to get greater. And when I say mature, I don't mean mature as an age. I mean, mature as an experience. You know, it's not the age that makes you more mature. It's the experience through your life and the lessons that you learn through those experiences is uh, that makes you more mature. Hence, emotional immaturity. So, you know, I I have being a life coach, it's kind of hard to date people. And then talk to them and try to make them comfortable about expressing their feelings and emotions. Because here's the thing when it comes to dating. In order to really be ready to date, you have to be good to yourself first. You can't be good to anybody else if you're not good to yourself first. And a huge part of being good to yourself first is knowing when to have your emotions available. You know, there is there is a huge difference between emotional uh, awareness because there's a lot of people who are aware of their emotions and and most people are aware that they possess all kinds of different emotions and hell some of them probably go through those emotions on a daily basis but then there's a period of emotional availability now when you tap into that emotional availability that's when you really see how mature your emotions are so in today's episode I'm gonna give you some pointers and some tips based on 
um, the signs of emotional immaturity based on behavior or thinking or communication. And then I'm going to give you some ways to combat that and, and, and give you some, um, signs of emotional maturity, which is the, you know, which is the opposite or the growth past emotional immaturity. So we're going to start with the, uh, what are signs of emotional immaturity, the behavioral signs. So the first example that I wrote down is blaming others when things go wrong. Now that's, you know, that's, that's, that's something that people who don't know how to accept their part in things, you know, you might not be the demise of a situation, but you still played a part in that situation, whether you stuck around too long for the previous situation, whether you overlooked somebody's uh, issues that you should have walked away from. And then at the end of the situation, you say, well, you know, I should have, could have, would have, but it's their fault. Because they should have X, Y, Z. No, no, no. mm -mm, Absolutely not. When you start blaming other people for your own bullshit, there are some emotional immaturities there. Um, I I might, you know, you might feel some kind of way. But, you know, like my grandmother used to say, a hit dog will holler. So if you're the kind of person who's blaming everybody when things go wrong, then you, my friend may have just a little bit of hint of emotional immaturity. So it's time for you to fix that. And at the end of this podcast today, I will give you some examples of how to fix those things. So just keep listening. The next one is um, lying to get out of an uncomfortable situation or conversations. And see, with that, when it came, when it, when it came to dating, I, I'll take one of my, my, my more recent situations. I crossed paths with with somebody and, and we hung out. Um, I cooked and, you know, we were, you know, we planned this whole painting situation or whatnot. And the moment that we crossed paths or, you know, we met face to face, I noticed the situation shifted. I'm not sure what that was all about. I'm not sure what the thought process was, but I did feel it. And I also acknowledged it. I acknowledged it. I talked about it. And see, my thing when it comes to meeting people and going on dates, I'm always open to new friends. So I feel like when you meet somebody, everybody, you're not meant to date everybody. You're not meant to be in a relationship with everybody that you cross paths with. Sometimes you're meant to cross paths with people just because y'all supposed to be friends. So when I noticed the shift, I said, hey, you know, we still could be friends. I said, and I understand that you wanted something a little more romantic, but I can tell that your energy has shifted. Um... So, you know, here's your opportunity to talk to me so we can get it out in the open. So instead of uh, acknowledging and actually accepting and then talking about their true feelings, this particular person started lying. And, you know, no, everything is cool. You know how that situation goes. And and now in the back of my mind, I was like, okay, I'm going to let you play this game as long as you want to play this game because that's your business and ain't got nothing to do with me. So, um... Eventually, you know, long story short, we, you know, let this go on for a couple days. And then finally, there was a point in the situation toward the end during the closure part of the situation, which I have to give kudos to this person because we allowed each other the opportunity to communicate our true feelings in an effort to create a closure so that there had to be no negative energy or no no animosity between uh, he and I at the end of this situation. And, you know, he was like, yeah, he never told me exactly what it was, but he said he definitely something shifted and he was trying to force something that 
he knew wasn't going to be there. And I told him, I said, I acknowledge that. I saw that. That's fine. And I'm not mad at you about that. As a matter of fact, I respect you more because you were able to finally say it in your own words versus, you know, me having to come to my own conclusion. So lying to get out of an uncomfortable situation or conversation is a sign of emotional immaturity. And I probably picked that up. That's probably what I was picking up. What y'all think? Hmm. I think that's what I, I was picking up the emotional immaturity in the situation. Um, the next one is needing to be the center of attention at all times. Now, there, there it, it, it's something to be said about somebody who always has to be heard, always has to be seen. And it always is it, a cover up to me, to me personally. Now, I know it's a bunch of people out there with their own opinion about those things, but that Thing in particular, when somebody is always needing to be the center of attention, to me is a sign of emotional immaturity, and it's a cover up for something else. It's it's almost like an insecurity. So it's not only an emotional immaturity, but it's also an insecurity. And that's almost like a red flag to people who are really paying attention. It's almost like, what the hell is this person trying to cover up so that we don't pay attention to the most important parts? And nine times out of ten, it's the it's, it's it's the lack of certain emotions that they feel like they need to possess to be in that position or that place where they are at that moment in time. So that's a sign of emotional immaturity. Um, let's skip on to the thinking category. As far as thinking goes, when it comes to emotional immaturity, um, someone who is avoiding a person or a situation. So you, you've heard that saying out of sight, out of mind. That's bullshit. Because out of sight, out of mind, yeah, you don't think about it. But guess what? That situation or that person still exists and that negative energy that goes along with that particular person or situation is still attached to you and will follow you for the rest of your life. And the crazy part about it is like we may not see it all the time and we have that whole out of sight, out of mind uh, mentality, but the energy that's connected to that negative situation and because you decide to avoid it. It still shows up in your life and other situations. And then one day you're going to have to go back and say, well, damn, I keep running into this particular situation or this particular kind of person. Where is this coming from? And how do I deal with it? Which means that you got to go all the way back to that, that, that first situation that you were trying to avoid with that whole out of sight, out of mind mentality when you were trying to avoid it and you thought that if I ignore it, it would go away or if I sweep it under the rug. It will go away. And here and like I used to have this conversation with um, with my ex-husband. I, I would tell him all the time. I'm like a situation that you sweep under a rug. If you sweep a bunch of situations under the rug and it becomes a big pile of dirt, eventually somebody's going to trip over that pile of dirt and somebody's going to have to clean it up. So just because you sweep it under the rug does not mean that it doesn't exist. Somebody got to go back and clean that bullshit up. And nine times out of 10 is going to be you because you're the one who clean, who, who sweeps it under there and you try to ignore it because if you step over it so many times at a certain point, you're definitely going to trip over it. And, and you would hate for that kind of mess to come into your life. And these are all uh, analogies. So I need y'all to use your imagination while y'all listening to this podcast. So if you trip over all of that crap that you swept under the rug and it all comes out at the same time, that's going to be an even more harmful situation to you because not only would you have some emotional maturities going on, but now you got to deal with everything that's attached to those negative energies and people and situations all at the same time when you should have been dealing with that shit as you, as it went along. 
But anyway, um, the next one is suspiciousness or distrust. Now, there was a person who I crossed paths with and, and the energy was great. Conversation was great. Um, great person overall, but he was real sneaky, real suspicious, real like, what the fuck are you over there doing? And it didn't even make it that far to the point where I, you know, we, we actually impacted or we crossed paths enough to where I got to ask that question. But there was a lot of ways that he moved that I was like, yeah, Tyrell, pay attention. You see that? And that's not a paranoia. That's an awareness. You have to be able to be aware of the people that you have around you or the energy that you allow into your space and into your life. And especially when it comes to somebody that you're trying to get to know or trying to get to date. And as a matter of fact, this particular person even told me on our first date that they had been told before that they are really suspicious to other people. That previously people have told them that uh, they were suspicious and now that, my friend, is, is a sign of severe emotional immaturity. Like, so if you already know that you're a suspicious person and you move, to me, it, it just felt like, to, to be completely honest, I felt like in that situation, when I, when I feel those things and I see those things, the first thing that comes up to my, comes in my mind is liar. You lying about something. And, and, and the crazy part about it, you might not even be lying about anything. You're just not telling the whole truth. Now, that is two different things. Now, there, you got somebody who's lying, which is somebody who is telling a story and probably getting all the way to the end. And something in that story ain't, ain't the truth, which is a liar. But then you have some people who will withhold a lot of information and not even tell you the whole story. So that also is a sign of immaturity and it creates distrust. It, it, you can't trust this person. It makes you suspicious. And, and I don't know about nobody else, but I can't be around somebody that I can't trust or just, that just moves or seem really suspicious to me. Like, I'm like, no, I'm good. Thank you. Have a good day. Uh, no, sir. No, ma'am. No turkey. No ham. Good day. Goodbye. So, <laughs> so that's a sign of emotional immaturity as well. Um, the last one in the thinking category is hostility. Somebody who is always hostile. That's somebody who that that's 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 your particular friend or, or or your family member that that's always ready to pop off. Like you already know that this person is already ready to pop off. When they show up, they already pissed off at the world because somebody blinked at them wrong. Which means that there is some immaturity in your emotions that you don't want somebody to come into your life and see or feel. So your your guard goes up. You become defensive. You become hostile to people in situations to keep people away from you. So that is a sign of uh, emotional immaturity. Now, granted, a lot of these things I've researched. I'm not a doctor, but I am a certified emotional intelligence and positive psychology life coach. So I've seen these things in, in, in people that I've dated. I've seen them in family members. I've seen them in people that I've dated or tried to date or tried to get to know or even friendships that I've uh, tried to develop. So you ain't got to take my word for gospel, but just pay attention. That's all I'm saying. Um, the last category that I'm going to talk about when it comes to emotional immaturity is communication. And now the first one under communication is having issues with expressing emotions. 
Have you ever seen somebody who um, they're always, you know, they want everything to be happy, but then when things go wrong, it throws them all the way off, throws them all the way out of character, which means that they were not prepared emotionally to deal with reality because it's like everything has to be rainbows and unicorns. And I'm like, yeah, we, we, we don't. We don't sweat glitter and we ain't shitting rainbows over here. Everything ain't always rainbows and unicorns. So the reality of it is emotions have good and bad, dark and light, happy and sad. You have to be able to endure all of those things. But if you can't express those emotions um, through communication, like you, you should be able to verbally express those emotions that you're going through and not shut down. Like shutting down is a sign of emotional immaturity. And I can name a couple people just off the top of my head and even some situations that I've been in as far as relationships or people that you know that when they get pissed off about something, they shut down. That whole, oh, I don't want to talk about it right now. And then they go days or even weeks of shut down or treating a person differently is a sign of emotional immaturity because yes, I completely understand and agree that you should take a moment to walk away, to get your mind together, to get your words right. If you get into a heated situation with somebody so that you don't say something that you regret or something that you don't mean. But if it takes you days and weeks to be able to express your emotions how you felt about a situation, how somebody's actions made you feel, and even suggest how to solve this situation, then there are just, you know, there's some signs of emotional immaturity that's attached to that. So, and if you are that person, then guess what? I'm telling you right now, that whole shutdown shit is not cool. It's not cool. And if nobody's ever told you that, I'm telling it to you now. It's not cool. Fix that. Fix it now. Like, for real. <laughs> um, the next one under the communication category is having trouble processing emotions. Now, when somebody is processing emotions, they're taking other people's emotions in, but then they're also shutting people's emotions down. Like, if you're going to process emotions, you should be able to take those emotions in and empathize with the emotion, empathize with the person, not sympathy. Now, sympathy and empathy are two completely different things. I'm not a real sympathetic person, but I thrive on empathy. I need to be able to feel and understand and know what you feel or what I felt like when I was going through these particular emotions so that I can be there to be supportive the proper way. Because telling somebody, oh, I feel sorry that whatever you want to put at the end of that is not helping that person's emotions. And it's not allowing you to process that 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 particular emotion at that particular time. Understanding, feeling, listening is processing the emotion, not saying you feel sorry for it because it's going to happen. Emotions are there. They're not going anywhere. You can't change them. You cannot shut them off. Even when you shut down, guess what? That's still an emotion. And it's usually a negative emotion. So they have trouble processing emotions is the second one under communication. And the last one under communication is um, having issues with vulnerability all over or all uh, just overall. Like there's a lot of people who are so guarded, especially at this time right now, that allowing yourself to be vulnerable to a situation or allowing yourself to be open enough to say, let, let, let's, let's go because, you know, everybody's talking about dating at this point in time. 
At this point in time, dating requires vulnerability. You have to be able to go into a situation and say, you know what? You're a human being. So my only expectation is respect in this situation. And what that's saying is, I expect you to treat me how you want to be treated. So if you treat me like shit and I start treating you like shit, you can't get mad because I'm just doing you just like you do me. But the expectation is the vulnerability. You have to be able to say, hey, I know that we're going to be misunderstood with each other. I know that there's going to be mis- uh, miscommunications. I know there's going to be a time when we might get frustrated with each other. We might need a moment away from each other. We're going to be angry with each other. But then there's also going to be some happy moments, too. That's what allowing yourself to be vulnerable is all about. Understanding that vulnerability has a shared emotion of good and bad. You know, because 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 getting to know people is going to be work. It has to be work when you're trying to bring people together, whether it is through friendship or relationship, uh, whatever the case may be, you have to put in work in order for situations to work. It's us that makes it hard work. Now, putting in work and making things hard work is two completely different things. Getting to know somebody Coming into somebody's life or creating a new situation does not have to be hard work. Yes, it's going to be work, but it doesn't have to be hard work. We make it hard work. So it's time for y'all to be vulnerable about your emotions and stop making things so hard when they don't have to be. So that's it for those categories. Now we are going to go into, uh, hang on. Had to give me some water. Throat getting dry. Um, signs of emotional maturity. And I got 10 of them here. And I'm going to kind of go through these real fast because I've been on here a while now and I don't want to talk your ears off. But I definitely want to help people out who actually want to come out of that emotional immaturity or implement some things into their life or make some changes so that they're able to feel and understand and express their emotions more freely and more vulnerably. So, number one is being flexible. You know, because consideration, y- y'all know me. Anybody who talks to me, I'm always talking about my three C's. Consistency, communication, and consideration. And when you have consideration in there it, it, as those three C's, you have to be flexible. And I mean as far as making time for each other. Um, making time for yourself, you know, allowing yourself to understand where you are in your life and what you're willing to sacrifice in order to get what you want, because everything takes a sacrifice. But what are you willing to sacrifice? Where you where are you willing to be flexible in order to have or be successful in what it is that you say that you really, truly want? If there's no flexibility, shit ain't going to work. Um, number two, take ownership and responsibility. So if you messed up, say that I messed up, I messed up, I apologize. And don't just say I apologize. I need you to acknowledge what you are apologizing for. I messed up because I failed to call you back. I don't know. You know, I, I, don't, I, I I'm a firm believer that I try not to create situations that I have to apologize for. So that makes me more aware of my interactions with people. But when you learn how to take ownership and responsibility, those are signs of emotional maturity. So for those of you who are following, I'm on the other side of the spectrum now. I'm teaching you how to get out of that emotional immaturity. Number three 
is knowing that they don't know everything. Somebody who always got something to say ain't got nothing to say. If you ever listen to somebody who is always interjecting or always trying to convince you that their their opinion is the right opinion or that what they think is the right way to go. When you look at the, the, the meat and potatoes of what they're talking about, it ain't shit. They ain't talking about absolutely nothing. It's like, what, what do you, you know, you just know everything. And I know a lot of know-it-alls. <laughs> and you know what I do to them? I just kind of look at them and let them get it out. Let them say what they need to say. I'm like, yeah, just go on, get it out, get it out, get it out. Then when they breathe, I'm like, are you done? Because I'm still going to do it my way <laughs> because this is what works for me. So somebody who is a know-it-all needs to understand that you don't know it all. So that's a sign of emotional maturity, knowing that they don't know everything. So number four is looking for growth and lessons in all opportunities. Now over here at Let's Heal, like I always say, where it's all about love, life, and lessons, like life is full of lessons. Every single opportunity is a lesson, even is 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 something as simple as how fast you're going down the street. If you drive 60 miles an hour on every single street through every single light, eventually you're going to have a ticket, a car accident, or something that negative is going to happen to you. So guess what? There's a lesson in that. Something just that simple. That means slow your ass down. Pay attention to the stoplights. Pay attention to the other cars. There's something that simple that we use every single day that we some of us may have forgot that that was even a lesson because it's so second nature when you get behind the wheel to pay attention for your own safety. If you're constantly prepared and aware of something that that means you're not having to you can't. Oh, I had an accident. Yeah, accidents happen. But were you caught? Were you the cause of the accident, or was there a way for you to prevent that accident? Yeah, if you would have stopped, paid attention to the lessons, and understand that driving sixty-five miles an hour could cause you to get a speeding ticket or a car accident. There's a lesson: stop driving so goddamn fast. <laughs> Number five: actively seek multiple points of view to help inform their own or your own. The best thing you can do for yourself and your emotional maturity is get around some people who have other opinions and respect each other's opinion. You know, when you get into a circle of things, it's almost like when you try different foods, like when you have somebody like, you know, me being a black man, I was raised around a lot of um, fried foods and gravies and things like that. So I appreciate my culture. I love my gravies and my cheeses and everything else that's associated with the African-American culture. But I also love me some uh, authentic Thai food or some authentic Chinese food or even the etiquette that comes with going to those different countries now that everything is opening back up and people are starting to travel. If you're from the States, you can't go over to another country and try to act like you ruled the, the world because you over here and you're from the United States. You're in another country. So you have to be able to understand, hear their point of view, learn how to respect what's going on around you in order to get those different points of views and apply them to your life to keep yourself informed as you become more emotionally mature. Emotional maturity is empathy. Empathy is understanding. So get you some points of views. Number six. 
They should stay resilient. Like knowing that things will be good on the other side of this situation. Like you, you when you when you encounter a storm, you don't run back for shelter. Sometimes you gotta walk through that storm to understand that things will be better on the other side. But you gotta stay resilient. It might get rough in your life. The rain might get hard. The wind might blow strong. Hell, the wind might even blow your umbrella away. But guess what? You still got to keep going. You still got to be strong. You still got to be resilient because trouble don't last always. Many songs have said that. (laughs) The Bible has said it. Um, Y'all know I don't really quote a whole lot of Bible verses, but you hear it in songs. Troubles don't last always. But the storm is where the lesson is. So pay attention to that. Um, you have to have a calm disposition. So, you know, when you go into a situation, you just kind of take a deep breath. Like when you go into a new situation that you, you know, there's going to be a lot of different people, like a lot of networking events are going on right now. And somebody who doesn't really do too well around different people or people that have never met, you kind of go into the situation, stand firm on yourself, know who you are, inhale and then exhale. And then you work the room from your own confident place. You know, you ain't got to walk around the whole entire room. Do it in your own time. Do it in your own space. But just breathe. Keep a calm disposition in all situations. Because guess what? What don't kill you make you stronger. Ain't that what Kelly Clarkson said? She did say, she did say that. <laughs> what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Um, number eight, believe in yourself. Like I said earlier in the podcast, you can't be good to nobody else until you learn how to be good to yourself first. So you have to believe in yourself. You have to be good to yourself. You have to practice positive things and set healthy boundaries for yourself. When something don't work for you, you didn't learn how to say, no, that don't work for me. And keep it moving because it don't work for you. You have to be able to believe in yourself. Number nine, approachability. Now, that's one that I'm I'm going to say that I I can't even say that I, I I'm I'm working on that. It's other people who tell me that I'm not approachable. But then I have for every one person that tells me I'm not approachable, I got 10 people who say that I am easy to talk to and easy to approach. So that sounds like some personal stuff. Um so approachability is a sign of emotional maturity. Make yourself easy to talk to. You know, you don't have to have this uh this this open cheesy cheeseburger smile on your face all the time and and you hey come talk to me that's not realistic but approachability is make yourself approachable so that's important that's that, that's something that you need to definitely do when it comes to emotional maturity and number 10 have a good sense of humor be able to laugh at yourself all the time when i tell you i have some laughs at myself and I say things and I do things and I just bust out laughing. Hell, y'all heard me laughing just now on the podcast at some point because I say some stuff that just cracks me up because I'm it just comes out of my mouth and then I listen to it and I'm like, who the hell? <laughs> Tyree, you are a fool. Now, mind you, I'm here by myself, you know. So having a good sense of humor actually helps you. Like it, laughing every day is good for the heart. It's good for the energy. It's good for the blood flow. And now those are scientifically proven. Like if you laugh every day, it makes your blood flow faster. So for people like me who trying to get this COVID weight off, maybe I need to laugh more often. It might tighten up my core muscles. How about that? 
I need to have a week of of comedic videos. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> oh, my God. So, anyway, that is the emotional immaturity podcast that I have today as the topic. Um, this was the Let's Heal podcast. For those of you who uh, have not been to the website, it's www.letshealdoc.com. You can email me at letshealdoc at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Facebook and Instagram at letshealdoc on all those social media accounts. I appreciate you all for listening today. Please, please, please like, follow, and share this podcast with somebody who you feel could benefit from this or listen to it a couple times because it's here. It's available. It's ready for you. And I'm Tyrell. That was the Let's Heal podcast. So remember, drink your water and mind your own ball-headed business. And until next time, I'll chat with you later. Bye. Hello, world. It's me, Tyrell, with the Let's Heal podcast with another episode. Um, thank you all for tuning in. Today's podcast, uh, it has profanity in the name. So if you have children in the car or you are against listening to curse words... <laughs> There's going to be a lot of that today. So please stop this podcast now. Everybody else, hang tight and I'll be right back with you. So like I just stated in the intro, this podcast has cursing in it. The title of this podcast is Own Your Shit. So um, I wanted to do this podcast, you know, based on a uh, personal situation that I had going on. And I was having a conversation with somebody and they were, you know, telling me that, you know, Tyrell, uh, somebody wants to sit down and talk to you. And, you know, because there are some discrepancies or some kind of miscommunication somewhere between me and this other person. So I agreed, you know, to sit down and talk to this person because I feel like everybody should be able to sit down and talk about their issues because maybe there's some kind of misunderstanding somewhere or something like that. But my only request to sit down with this particular person was that they own their shit, you know, because a lot of times you go into situations and you always hear about what somebody did to another person or what they said to another person. And me being a life coach, my question to the person who's telling the story usually is, what did you do to this person? Or what did you do in response to the situation? Because I, I really find it hard to believe that a lot of people just wake up in the morning and just choose to be violent with one person without there being signs or a buildup or something that has been going on for a long amount of time. And then that, you know, turns into an explosion. And then, you know, usually when things turn into an explosion, that's when everybody wants to uh, cry victim to every situation. So I always make people own their shit. And that's why I'm titling this podcast, Own Your Shit. So... In this podcast, I have three topics that I'm going to kind of uh, go over and, and talk about. I'm not going to, you know, go too deep into everything because I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings because the title alone is probably already hurting somebody's feelings. And guess what? Oh, well. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about relationships, politics and personal growth when it comes to owning your shit. And I think that I'm dealing with those because a lot of people uh, have become extremely selfish with those three particular topics from my standpoint uh, when it comes to talking to people or, or asking questions or interacting with people I think a lot of people have missed the mark when it comes to relationships uh, politics 
and personal growth. And those of you who know me knows that I'm not a really political person, um, but I felt like it was my duty to just cover it, you know. Even when I was riding in the car this morning, I had, you know, something about the politics. Um, and the first word that comes to mind when I'm thinking about these these three things, and like I said before, is accountability. Accountability is the changing factor with ownership of your own shit. A lot of times that accountability will, will make you, uh, it will allow you to see the the perspective from all standpoints and not just yours. You know, maybe there's some kind of miscommunication somewhere. Uh, oh, it's about to storm. So if y'all hear that thunder in the background, it's, it's raining here <laughs> where it's about to rain. Um, but accountability is the word that comes to mind whenever I'm talking to somebody or whenever somebody is telling me a story because I'm always listening for that. Are you taking accountability for your stuff or for your experience or for what you contributed to the situation for it to go positive or negative? You know, because a lot of times only your shit, you know, people will always own their shit when things are going right or when things are positive or when they're gaining something. People will always own their shit, but when it comes to something negative or something bad, nobody ever wants to own their shit or take responsibility with the stuff that they put into that situation to make it turn into something negative. So this podcast, hopefully it will help somebody. Um, and even if it don't, thank y'all for listening. <laughs> so like I said before, the three topics are, poli- I'm going to go politics first. And the reason why I'm going to go politics first, because like I said, I'm not really a political person. And I like to talk about, you know, in this topic, voting. You know, I was listening to the radio this morning when I was uh, running errands and there was a young girl on the radio and they were asking her questions. Um, and she had an opportunity to win some money and one of the questions was a political question and it was really, really simple. It was how often do we elect a new president? And the young lady on the phone said every two years and and me in the car, I'm driving on the street, you know, freaking out saying four years, every four years, I'm kind of freaking out. So she said every two years, which of course is incorrect because the, the correct answer is four years. And they did tell her that the correct answer is four years. And when I say politics and voting, taking account of, taking, uh, owning your shit is, you know, they asked her, I said, well, how old are you? And she said, you know, they were talking to her and they said, well, obviously you're not registered to vote and you don't vote. And the girl said, well, yeah, I don't vote. I'm 22 years old, um, but I am registered. And the lady on the radio, she was like, that's even worse that you're registered and you're not exercising your right to vote. And the reason why she was stressing that is because we have lots of things that are going on right now from them um, overturning the abortion laws that are going on right now. Like y'all have other things that y'all need to be focused on other than abortion laws when it comes to politics and voting and rights and things like this. Now, this was a young woman. So, you know, you would want you would think that she would want to be out and vote because she would be affected by that overturned abortion law that has, you know, been taken away in a lot of states. So that accountability, that's all I'm going to say about politics is, is get out and vote. You know what I'm saying? Take some accountability. You can't complain about the situations that you live in and not just the presidential election. I mean, um, your state senators, your governors, your mayors, things that are closer to you. You need to make sure that you're doing the research, taking accountability 
and making sure that the things that you vote for and agree on is something that you actually agree on and not just what somebody told you. Trust nobody else's research but your own when it comes to everything in life. But right now we're talking about politics. So go and research, you know, their campaign and research what they're standing on and what they believe and stuff like that. And if it connects with you, own your shit and make it your responsibility to vote for the person that you believe in. I'm not weighing any side or anything like that. I have not given any kind of political advice as to who, but I'm saying, but whoever you decide to vote for, at least get out and vote or stop complaining because there is that accountability thing. You not own your shit, but you want to be the victim of something going wrong. Own your shit, get out and vote. All right, so next we're going to talk about, um, let's talk about, gosh, these, these next two. Let's talk about relationships. Um, professional, let's go professional relationships first. And let's talk about jobs. You know, like right now we see the jobs are plentiful right now. And people are kind of going all over the place. And I mean, it's a catch 22 because companies need to own their shit and understand that they're not treating their employees very well or even paying them very well based on what's going on with the the uh, the rent in the housing market. You're not paying your people well enough to stay. And then if you do get the ones that stay, it. Prime example of employees treating their people wrong and not owning their shit is this guy who's on social media right now. He's been with, I'm not going to say the company's name because I don't need nobody trying to sue me over nothing. But I'm sure you all have seen this video of the guy whose 22 year anniversary was it had come up. He had never missed a day of work. He was never late. He was the ideal employee. And they gave him a mesh bag <laughs> on his anniversary with a lanyard in it. They gave him an ink pen. They gave him some candy and I think maybe a notepad as a as an anniversary gift and a thank you for your service. So that, that almost was like a, a fuck you very much for showing up on time for 22 years and staying committed to the situation and uh, that company definitely, you know, did not want to own their shit because last I heard, this guy had collected, I believe it was $300,000 on GoFundMe because the company felt like they did everything that they could by giving him this bag. So that was almost like a slap in the face or, you know, spitting in somebody's face. So I was kind of bothered by that. So when it says professional, you have to be able to own your shit and understand that this company don't give a shit about you. And it's time for y'all to give a shit about yourselves. Own your shit and give, give a shit about yourself. So if that means that you need to leave the company, I'm not advising you to leave a company because I know everybody has bills to pay and things to do and responsibilities. But there's an opportunity for you to talk to somebody. If you need to talk to somebody and say, hey, look, I really want to stay, but I think it's looking better for me to leave. You know, again, that accountability, make them accountable for their bullshit that they're sending you through at these companies. Um, and a lot of times the companies, even when you say something, they still feel like they don't have to do anything or they kind of brush it off, which is also a slap in the face. So sometimes you got to move in silence and get the hell on. Speaking from experience. So, <laughs> All right. So next we have um, personal relationships. Now. 
like I said before in the beginning of the podcast, there was a situation that I was involved in. Um, and this situation, there was a lot of feathers ruffled. There was a lot of miscommunication or I'm not even gonna say miscommunication. It was a lack of communication. So of course there's three sides to every story. There's one side, the other side, and somewhere in between there is the truth. So in an effort for me to come up with the truth, I, you know, there, there was a middle person who, um, you know, is, is, is friends with me and this other person and they're, you know, trying to balance everything out and make sure that everything is cool and even offer an opportunity for us to come together and talk. And I told this, this middle friend, I said, well, hey, I'm willing to come and talk to this person. But my only request is that this person owns up and owns their shit because nobody has ever pulled their coattail and y'all are around this person, allowing this person, this particular person to be negative about situations and over talk y'all and y'all brush things under the rug and I'm not having it. So that's why I left the situation. So my part in that situation was instead of me talking about it, I ghosted the whole situation because I really didn't want to be bothered with the shit. So, um, I told them, I said, you know, I accept and I own my shit. The yes, I should not have ghosted the situation being that I have the education, the knowledge and the will to be able to communicate effectively with this person. But this person is also the kind of person is like talking to a brick wall. And sometimes you have to understand your situation and who's involved in that situation and what that conversation is even going to be like. And that's what I understood. So I told him, I said, well, since you are the messenger, USPS, <laughs> make sure you deliver back to this person that I'm willing to sit down and talk to them about this situation and even iron it out only if they own their shit. If they are not trying to own their shit, then guess what? I don't want to talk to them. I'm not putting myself in that situation. At this point in my life, I am at the corner of peace and happiness and I refuse to let this person or this situation disturb my peace. So moving right along, we're gonna keep on the same personal relationship. Um, there's also a, a family member of mine who, who, who is used to being aggressive and mean and loud and, and I'm sure we all got a family member like that who is just loud and obnoxious and feels like they can cuss everybody out and intimidate everybody so there's another family member of mine who was interacting with this particular family member and I told them I said okay so since everybody is refusing to make this person own their shit when it comes to negativity and being negative about people and situations you're gonna have to cut this person off because at this point, this person comes into your life, plugs into you and draws all of your positive energy out and turn you negative to be on the, the, the situation that they are on. You know what I'm saying? Recently, Candy said on, on, on the show, she was like, I'm not Michelle Obama. So when you go low, I'm going low with you. And at a certain point in life, yeah, it's cool. You know, go there because you got to get that shit out. But at a, another point in life, it's like, you know what? I'm not even going there with you because it's a waste of energy. You're not going to change. So even if I have this conversation with you, you are not going to own your shit. You're never going to say what you did wrong. You're never going to accept what you did wrong because guess what? I'm just one of many, many, many people who you have done wrong, who you have talked to disrespectfully, who you have 
come into their life and drawn all the positivity out of them and turn them negative to you because deep down inside you're hurt and bothered by something else and you're blaming everybody else so it's time that you own your shit so if this particular family member is listening this is me tyrell telling you it's time for you to own your own shit have you ever wondered why people avoid you have you ever wondered why people will refuse your phone calls or really don't be bothered with you it's time for you to own your shit you mean you're disrespectful you're rude I'm not going to say ignorant because this person is really, really smart, but she's definitely emotionally detached from a lot of, a lot of positivity. Oh, I just said a she. <laughs> there you go. Gave a little more detail. Um, and to stay in the realm of personal relationship, let's talk about people in their dating. Maybe that accountability when it comes to dating is something totally oblivious to a lot of people. And when I talk to people and they say, well, I met somebody and they were really, really cool and I really wanted to hang out with them, but they stopped talking to me. So my question is, so, you know, what happened? Like, where did it disconnect? Oh, I was waiting for them to, and bam, right there. That accountability, that only your shit, when you sit back and you wait for somebody to call you, nine times out of 10, y'all are waiting for each other to contact each other. So somebody's got to take accountability. Somebody has to you know, go the next step and make that phone call, offer an opportunity to hang out. But I forgot we are in a in a world where everybody's like, well, I'm not going to invite anybody because I don't want to pay for anybody. So here's an idea. Here's a suggestion that I usually use. And it's probably keeping me single. But anyway, I'm gonna give it to you. <laughs> when I meet somebody, I always tell them the first three to five dates once we have verify that this is a date the first three to five dates are dutch you pay for you i pay for me that way nobody owes anybody anything if it does not work out the way that we would like for it to nobody feels like they were used or they owed anybody anything the only thing you're losing at that point in time is is time you know you can never relive a moment so when you get somebody a time and they waste it that time is just gone so you have to you know detach other variables in order to really truly get to know a person so when you meet somebody instead of waiting for them have those difficult conversations from the beginning and say hey this is what i'm trying to do i'm trying to get to know you i'm like i like you i'm cool with you and cool with you know us moving forward you know but if we go on a date let's try this you know let's try dutch three to five dates where we're going dutch you pay for you i pay for me that way we can actually enjoy it so then when the check comes it's not an awkward silence or both of y'all sitting back to wait to see who gonna grab the check first unless you get you meet somebody who is like hey i'll pay for you but don't ever assume that somebody's gonna pay for you because when you assume you make an ass out of you in the situation because I'm good over here. Um, and, and plus my grandmother, she always told me, she said, don't ever go nowhere that you can't pay for yourself. So even if you go on a date, don't go broke. Hell, even when you go on trips, don't go broke. Don't, don't be that person. Don't be that person. And if you don't have it, you ain't got it. Say that. Hell, sometimes we just don't have it. That's reality. So as far as the relationship goes, like I said before, take that accountability on your shit that you are dropping the ball. You are allowing this situation to slip between your fingers and say, 
hey, I really want to hang out with you. I want to get to know you. Have some kind of follow through. You know, that, that, that's the thing about basketball. People always reference that. Oh, shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. Do y'all realize in basketball when somebody shoots their shot, the most important part of that shot is the follow through. Because if that's the case, you would just have people throwing a basketball at, at, the, at, at the rim all day long with no follow through. You got to be able to follow that basketball through the net to make sure that you actually earn the point. You don't just shoot your shot and walk away from it. You got to follow through. And even if you're not following through, there's somebody else on the team, i.e. the other person who is there to have that follow through. But somebody got to own your shit and have that follow through. Somebody else has to want to have that follow through. But <sighs> breathe on that. <laughs> We're going to keep it moving. Um, the next part of this um, is, is personal growth. Owning your shit when it comes to personal growth. Um, personal growth is something that we all have to be able to do, you know, because nothing is constant but change. And during that change, there's going to be growth. We are going to, and I mean physically, <laughs> mentally, spiritually, emotionally, financially, all of those things, you have to be able to own your shit, understand where you are and stop comparing yourself to other people. We live in a time right now where social media is controlling people mentally. Social media is causing depression. Social media is causing suicide because you got a lot of people whose personal growth is based on listening to or watching somebody else on social media and saying to themselves, oh, that's not me. I don't have what they have. Why can't I have that? Why don't I do that? Instead of saying those things out loud and allowing them to affect you emotionally and mentally, internalize them a little bit, put your head down and get to work. Own your shit and understand that you are the reason why you don't have the things that you want. You are the reason why things don't happen the way that you want them to happen. You are the reason why shit goes left. If, 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 if you have a, a situation, like I always tell people, if, if you have one person and their interaction with a bunch of people or a bunch of situations is the exact same outcome, the only common denominator in all those situations is you. So it's time for you to own your shit and stop complaining about everybody else and what they are or are not doing because you play a part in it too. So own your shit. Own your shit. That's why this podcast is called Own Your Shit. I hope I ruffled a little feather, a couple feathers in this podcast because sometimes growth happens outside of the comfort zone. So listening to this podcast should be a little uncomfortable. Hell, I know talking about this podcast is a little uncomfortable because I'm constantly in a state of growth and learning because I love to learn new things. I love to do different things. I love to try different things. How you know you do or don't like something if you don't ever try it? How you do or don't know that you're going to have a successful relationship um, where you are actually putting yourself into the situation unless you try it? How do you know that you will have a better job that pays more and you have more ability to have freedom and travel and things like that unless you try it? How do you know that things around you won't change? How do you know that, that, that the streets won't get better? The schools won't get better? Your, your, your safety won't get better unless you get You have to try it. You have to own your shit, take accountability for what you do and don't do and make that change. Once you decide to make that change, you have to make a plan because if you plan, if you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. 
make a plan to get things accomplished so that that way when you take accountability that accountability becomes accomplishments so like I said in this podcast in the beginning could be a little offensive to some people but it needed to be said because I'm the kind of person that if you don't have nothing nice to say say it anyway because you it's not what you say it's how you say it and right now I'm telling y'all to own your shit there's a lot of people who don't want to sit back and say I did this to this person so that caused this it's always what well, this person did no absolutely not no no nope 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 stop right there own your shit take accountability People with issues accepting their shit are setting themselves up for a lonely life and an even lonelier death. Food for thought for some of y'all who are really paying attention because the only variable you can control in this world is you. Nothing is constant but change. Shit is gonna change. Things are gonna change. You are gonna change. And the only person you can control and even communicate that change by owning your shit, understanding who you are, is you. And some people just don't see themselves. So until you see yourself, and I mean, be completely transparent with who you are, what you do or don't do, it, it, like, like in my workbook journal. So if you have not ordered your workbook journal, there's a part in the journal where you SWAT yourself. And SWAT is a business um, module. And it stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And we all have them. And those things are gonna change. So you have to learn how to swat yourself in order to really see who you are, in order to really be able to own your shit, in order to really be able to take accountability and to only and to really be able to make the change that is that, that's necessary for you to move positively from this point on in your life. So don't say nobody ever told you because I'm telling you now. So if you are listening to this podcast, I'm telling you now, if you know somebody who needs to own their shit, please share this podcast with them because it is time for us to own our shit. Stop making excuses because I don't deal well with excuses. So when people come to me with excuses, uh-uh, save that for somebody else. I don't want to hear it. So if ain't nobody ever told you before, this is me, Tyrell, telling you to own your shit. And signing out on the Let's Heal podcast. This was a great podcast. I hope it helps somebody. I hope uh, it was able to be received in a positive way. I wasn't trying to come negatively, but it needed to be said. So make sure you go buy your Let's Heal uh, workbook journal. It's available on Amazon right now. Uh, make sure you go and check out some of the What Does Healing Mean to You videos on our YouTube channel and also on the website. Also, you can contribute your video to the What Does Healing Mean to You uh, series that I have on YouTube. Uh, you can follow Let's Heal on YouTube. Let's Heal is all one word, L-E-T-S-H-E-A-L. Uh, and the website is Let's Heal Doc. Dot com. That's L-E-T-S-H-E-A-L-D-O-C dot com. Until next time, it's me, Tyrell. Remember to drink your water and mind your own bald-headed business. I will talk to y'all later. Have a good one. Peace.